the Movement Brainery. Welcome to Thoughtlight, a forum for spotlighting ideas, reflections, or thoughts from physical therapy leaders and thinkers across the world. I'm Seth Peterson of the Movement Brainery, but on this show, you won't always be hearing from me. These thought lights are brief, bite-sized nuggets driven by the guests themselves. Each episode of the show includes information or an idea meant to make you a better clinician, person, or thinker. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening in. My name is Mark Shepard, and I serve as the program director for the orthopedic and manual physical therapy program at Bellin College. I also serve as faculty in Bellin College's DPT program. And today, I wanted to talk about something that's been at the top of my mind recently, uh, and that is creating boundaries in clinical practice. And really, this came up uh, out of my own need to do a better job at creating boundaries uh, with the people that I serve and also myself. Uh, and I'd probably say even more so with myself um, over the years, it's been really hard for me to, to try to say no to folks and try to hold people accountable to what we talk about in the clinic and what they need to do uh, related to their care and what I need to do related to people's care. And it also came up in a recent uh, about of mentoring I was doing with one of the fellows in our program where we were talking a lot about uh, creating boundaries and how this will potentially help with the person's burnout and feeling like they are being taken advantage of and not making the uh, progress that they were hoping to make with uh, the people that they were working with. So it was just a topic that was top of mind and I just was reflecting on it and I was saying, man, this is something that is so common that I feel a lot of people struggle with and, and myself, uh, you know, over the years has, has really been uh, something that I've really been challenged with. Um, so if you if you think of a time that you were frustrated in clinic, uh, you know, was it a person not performing their home exercise program, maybe a colleague who didn't finish the eval for the person you're seeing now, or maybe you're seeing far too many people in a given day and you're feeling overwhelmed? All of these things, uh, of course, lead to frustrations and they eat at us uh, and, and I think lead to burnout potentially. And like I said, creating boundaries was one of the biggest challenges I had, especially as a new graduate, because I was really afraid that I was not being friendly. Uh, maybe I was not being empathetic. And more importantly, as I started to learn more about the therapeutic alliance, maybe I wasn't building the rapport with that person. And what I've realized over the years is that creating boundaries is a sign of respect and care when they are clear, kind, and involve a shared decision-making process. And I really need to stress that we need to clearly set these boundaries for both you and the person you're working with. It's not a one-way street. And if done well, and we set these clear, kind boundaries. We set clear expectations for certain behaviors we hope to see with our colleagues, with our uh, our patients, and with ourselves. And you know, 
I think expectations has been really something that I feel a lot of researchers have looked at, mainly in regard to what people in research uh, trials or even in clinical practice, what they expect to get out of our care. But a lot of times we don't really look at the flip side of this is what about clinicians? What do we expect to do or have people do in clinical practice? Maybe that is equally as important as it is for assessing uh, for expectations in those that we we serve. And I will say uh, working to create clear boundaries has been one of the longest and hardest skills I've had to work at over the past 13 years that I've been a physical therapist. And so I've been working hard to try to dive into this more, and it's been a labor of love. I, I have to say there's times where I feel like I do a, a better job at it than, than uh, you know, <laughs> there's times that I probably haven't been doing as good of a job. But uh, here are some steps that I have taken to create clear, kind boundaries. And these are reflections I've had after listening to the audio book called uh, The Book of Boundaries by Melissa Urban. Uh, it's a great uh, book. It's got a lot of examples for creating boundaries um, throughout someone's life. So it's not just related to like clinical care, but it could be. It's related to creating boundaries with yourself, with your partner, with your family or friends. And there's a lot of great examples in that book or the audio book that really provide how you would actually say, verbalize those boundaries so that you have kind of a script in mind to work through how you would bring this up to a person. Um, and I think that's really helpful because I think that's the hardest part is to actually broach that conversation with someone uh, to create these clear boundaries. Um, and one of the things in the book that stuck out to me is that creating boundaries is uncomfortable. And uh, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable in order to create these in the short term. But in the long term, it creates a more healthy relationship, I think. So here's the steps I gleaned from that book and how I work to create clear, healthy boundaries. And the first step is really to identify things that I think, uh, in my mind, grind my gears. So what grinds your gears when it comes to clinical practice, when it comes to yourself, when it comes to your personal life? Um, and make a list of these things. Is it uh, a person showing up late consistently? Is it uh, someone no-showing without calling ahead? Is it having unreasonable productivity standards? Is it not saying uh, no to things that you don't find bring you value in your life? Or is it someone that's taking advantage of you? Maybe they're uh, you know, uh, talking to you all the time and they're venting uh, to you all the time and not, allow not allowing you to do the same. So, uh, you know, list these things out, pick one to three prime examples that really frustrate you the most. And I think those are the things that you should reflect on and say, these are the things I need to stand fast and hard on to create clear boundaries, because those frustrations are probably the ones that eat away at you slowly and slowly and little by little throughout clinical practice and throughout your day. Now, oftentimes, it's important for us to remember that we often blame the other person when it comes to creating clear boundaries, but we need to remember that it's a two-way street here and, uh, and that we, if we're not clear in our boundaries, um, you know, it, it's, it's something that we should blame ourselves for. And that's my second step is setting clear boundaries from the start. 
for not only the person that you are working with, but also for yourself. And what I mean by this is oftentimes as a clinician, we have this paternalistic rule setting where it's like, you're going to follow my rules because I said these are the ones that need to happen. Now, like I said, there are certain behaviors that you've set aside to say, I'm frustrated when these things happen. So yes, you are identifying these things, but I think you need to set these clear boundaries from day one to let them know, look, you need to show up on time. You need to do the things that we talk about between sessions in order to create the progress that you hope to see. Now, on the flip side, you yourself, you need to show up on time, too. If you're consistently showing up five minutes late to the appointment because you're running over with your previous person, what message does that send? That is not a two-way street that I think sets kind boundaries, uh, even though they may be clear. So you need to make sure that whatever boundary you set, you're accountable to that yourself as well. Um, so again, set those boundaries as as soon as you can. Put them out there. Let them know that's there. Sometimes what I do is actually shake on it. I actually will have the person shake hands. You know, depending on you know how that person sees the deal being set. But I think there's something informal yet formal about saying, here's here's the three things that are important to me. Can we agree upon these? What are three things that are important to you? What do you need from me in order to be successful here? And uh, and listen and see what they say. They may say, you know what? I really need you to be uh, present with me during the session. I don't like when people are on their computer. Um, I don't like when people you know, make exercises too hard for me uh, at this time. So it's just things to think about related to setting those clear boundaries. Uh, and again, make sure the boundaries are agreed upon that you say, these are important to me. What are, what is important to you? Is this appropriate for what you feel you need out of a clinician or you need out of a friend or a family member? Uh, it's important to just have that check, uh, because maybe that person, if, if, if they're seeing you as a clinician, maybe those boundaries that you have are not appropriate for, for that person. Maybe they don't want to work with you because of those boundaries. Maybe you need to look at having them work with somebody else. That used to bother me in clinical practice because I wanted to help everybody, but there's just some people where your personalities don't align well or your values maybe don't align well. And it's totally appropriate to refer to maybe a colleague who may be okay with certain behaviors or certain boundaries uh, that are different than yours. The hardest part, the last step I think here, is really holding yourself accountable uh, to the boundaries you set. This is the hardest part because this is where you might have to make some hard decisions if they're not following through. Uh, same thing if you're not following through. They may be, there may be some hard conversations or frustrations on the other person's uh, front. So it's easy to say what you will do, but remember, are you actually following through with it? Um, and that is the reinforcement you need. You need to hold steady with, with setting those boundaries and holding yourself and the other person accountable. What I liked about the book of boundaries uh, is that Melissa Urban talks about green, yellow, and red approaches to boundaries. And uh, this is really like a increase in verbalization vigor, if you will, 
on how firm your verbalized boundary will become. So let's use the example of someone not performing the agreed upon home exercise program during a follow-up session. So a green boundary setting verbalization would be, I know life can be busy and it can be hard to perform the exercises we agreed upon, but these are necessary to make progress between our visits. Is there anything we can uh, do or need in order to modify the program to make it easier to perform? So it kind of allows the person to expand on it. It reminds them that this is important. It's really not a firm boundary uh, setting verbalization, but it reminds them this is important. A yellow example might be, this is the second time you were not able to perform the exercises we had dis discussed and agreed upon. I really want you to get better. If you can't perform what we agreed to do, we will need to look at maybe stopping therapy or have you work with someone else. So you can see this picks it up a notch. It kind of reminds them, hey, we agreed upon this. You didn't perform it. If this continues, this is what will happen. We will either stop therapy or you will have to work with somebody else. It's clear, it's kind, and it sets the accountability standard. Now, red, this is kind of like where you hold the line. This is the last uh, straw, third strike, you're out. You continue not to perform the program we agreed upon. This will be our last session today. I'll follow up with your doctor to update her on these recent updates. So again, it's short, clear, concise, and it says exactly what you've been saying over the past several times. So again, will you will you start with the red one up front? Again, it depends on what you feel the boundary is. There's certain boundaries where red may be the first thing you say because it is either threatening you in some way or unsafe. Um, but typically you'll start with green, then move to yellow so that you've set that expectation. Hey, this is what's coming. If you don't do these things, this is what you're going to be dealing with. Um, so figure out what you're comfortable with. Be clear, be kind and follow through. And remember that you have to create clear boundaries with yourself as well. We've talked about this example with someone else, maybe in the clinic. And I have to say, this is especially true for me. Uh, I've been working over the years to say no to things. And it is so hard because I get so excited about all these different things that people may be working on that maybe want to get me involved in or maybe things I want to get involved in, but I just don't have the time to do. Uh, so make sure that you are setting boundaries with yourself related to what you feel comfortable doing and be comfortable with saying no uh, to things that maybe don't bring you value or things that you won't be able to provide the effort to do to the best of your abilities. So in review, boundaries are something that uh, are inherently difficult in the short term, but can make us uh, feel uncomfortable. Uh, but if they're clear, kind, involved a shared process, and each person is held accountable, the long-term benefits will allow you to become more comfortable with being uncomfortable, as well as prevent potentially burnout and make you feel more uh, excited about the progress you can make with someone because you're having productive, clear boundaries. Now go set some boundaries. That's it for today's show. Thanks for listening. And I would really appreciate it if you could take just two seconds to leave a review down below and share this episode with someone you know. Also, the Movement Brainery is hosting courses online and in person this year. Punch over to themovementbrainery.com and check us out. Or join our Facebook community, Mindful Clinicians. Thanks for listening. 
stay strong.